and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz, and together we're a husband and wife team, both pro musicians talking all things heavy metal. And today we're bringing you a new music review. That's right, we're bringing you a review of Sleep Token's well-anticipated new album, Take Me Back to Eden, which came out last Friday. Um, in the build-up to this, they released a lot of songs from this album, yeah. didn't they? I think actually the first five songs on the album and DYT... W-Y-L-M... Do you wish that you love me? 3-X-C-9-1-3-A-1, whatever the password. Yeah, do you wish that you love me? They released those songs all before this album, so we kind of had a little idea what we was, yeah. what it was going to be like going into it. But, honestly, I... I let's just let's do this now. Let's get the little the, the, our, our overall opinions out. I really enjoyed the album. Really, really, really enjoyed it. But, but I don't know. I don't think I enjoyed it for its metalness. That, yeah. that, that those parts were great, don't get me wrong, but I didn't come away thinking, oh, I love this is going to go straight into my top 50 metal albums. Yeah. But as an oral experience, as a sonic experience, as music going through my ears that I found incredibly unusual, unorthodox, combinations of styles that I'm not used to hearing, I, I relished it and I really enjoyed it. What did you think? Oh, I just loved it. I loved, loved it, it so much. Really? Yes, I did. And again, not for its metalness like yourself. It was just overall such a beautiful experience. Mm. And I think the music is just so well done, so well written, so well produced. I think it just, it, it ticked all the boxes. Yeah. Um, well, let's discuss some further points that we've made from a few listens over the weekend. So the obvious, I don't know, should we call it the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room is that a lot of this music is indie and pop music. Yeah. His vocals remind, I mean, I don't listen to indie music, so I couldn't tell you who it was, but Louis Capaldi, Ed Sheeran, just that kind of poppy, is, is that right? Are those? Yeah, I'd say more Sam Smithy sort of there you value, go. but I get what you're saying. That voice, yeah. it is an indie pop voice. There's no, there's no arguing with that. And a lot of the music, very produced, very keyboard-based, produced drum sound, programmed drums, uh, claps, uh, like doom, doom, yeah, instead of like, <laughs> like a snare or something. And going into the album, the first song we heard was The Summoning, and I thought, whoa, like this is going to be a good heavy album. Then they really, each release after that got lighter and lighter. Yeah. So I was kind of there going, oh no, if the summoning is just a, a, a token heavy metal song they've put on to, to make us think that, yeah. okay, you know, it's going to be a pop album, but we still like metal. And the other songs are going to be poppy. I was like, oh no, I don't did, really... Did you really think like, oh no? I wasn't really... looking forward to the album okay. because each song they released, I decided to not like more. Vol was great. Granite was okay. Aqua Regia, I didn't dig. Um, I love Aqua that, I know. Do you wish that you love me? I didn't like, and you like that one as well. I like that one as well. I just, yeah. it got more away from the metal for me. Um, yeah. But what I think they found is they found a great balance between the progressive, atmospheric, ambient sounds, the electronically produced stuff, the indie pop vocals, mm -hmm. as well as metal music. Yeah. Um, I think in the summoning, You've got the verse, sounds a lot like Tool. You've got that electronic interlude that could be from Pink Floyd. Um, Aqua Regia, you've got jazz chords and melodies littered throughout. Ascensionism is like proper indie. Very effects vocals, programmed drums and keyboards. Um, Take Me Back to Eden, you've got that rap section in the middle. Yes. Which is crazy. And then Do You Wish That You Love Me is just an out and out indie pop song. Apparition had the high um, high hat, the hip hop hi hats towards the end, and the rain verse was very produced with the drums and the claps. But I think they found a nice balance between tying all of those things together. 
So since we already mentioned the vocals, I would just love to say a few things about it. So A, I absolutely love his clean tone. And you know how, if we're talking about metal, it's a lot about harsh sort of vocal techniques. It's about growling, screaming, you know, all of that, all this distortion that comes through. But I almost don't really care much about his screaming abilities because his clean singing is so good. And there's lots of pop vocal techniques in it, absolutely. There's like this flips that he does with his voice. There's all these falsetto-y bits as well, he can do so well. There's vocal riffs, you know, where he sings like a few notes, uh, one after the other very quickly. That is very poppy, like that is pop techniques, but he does it so, so well. And do you remember when, uh, when I heard like a screaming section or something in one of the songs, I was like, no, no, go back to clean singing. I love that. I just love the clean yeah. singing in it. So, yeah. But as, a, as a screaming fan, I did welcome the screams, especially at the end of Take Me Back to Eden, because <laughs> that, that song was fantastic. Probably my favourite on the album. Mm. You've gone this journey, and you've got the rap section in the middle that then goes into that lovely... I And just really cool and groovy. And then right at the end, just where it goes down into that breakdown with the heaviness and the screaming and everything. Really mm. awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. And I think what you've said about the vocals is going to link to my next point, because... What I felt through the album worked really well, and you could either label this as production or instrumentation or whatever, is that there were heavy tones all the way through the album, even if the instruments weren't metal instruments. Uh, in Chokehold, you've got that heavy keyboard tone and sound. It almost sounds like, go and check out the song Space Trucking by Deep Purple from the 70, uh, 72 or 73 album Machine Head. You've got a harsh keyboard sound that gives it heaviness, even though it's a keyboard. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 In Granite, yeah. it's electronic and, it pro and produced, but still heavy. In Vore, it's sluggish and grungy, slow and heavy. In Apparition, you don't have the metal instruments there, but the chords and the chord progressions. If you were to take those chords and put, a, put, a dis put, put, put those chords into a distorted guitar, <laughs> it's going to be metal. And that's what I found really interesting. And uh, the second verse of Rain could almost be new metal, I think, with the, the heaviness, the chugging. I just thought that they did a really fantastic job in keeping a heavy sound in an album that actually didn't have your traditional metal instruments in. I thought it was yeah. a great job. Talking about unorthodox metal instruments, I just, I loved the piano throughout the whole album. And... This is why Aquaregia is one of my favorite tracks of the album. Those chords, those piano chords, just gave me goosebumps. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful, yeah. wow. It's like the piano led a few of the songs, didn't it? It was it's almost a bit musical theatery. The, the, the final, uh, Rain and Euclid, they were very piano-based as well. And I thought, mm. just very interesting how they led a lot of the songs with piano. And I think now, I mean, I suppose it is kind of indicative of pop music, but just not metal. It's not metal to do that yet again. We're here saying that the heavy yeah. tones and the instrumentation and the, the produ production behind it did lend a piano to <laughs> executing heavy music. Ultimately, what I really enjoyed about this album is how we can't really pin it to the genre. You know, it's pop, then it's metal, then there's so many other genres just infused into it there's jazzy chords there's you know there's just so much so i found that really exciting 
I think that an interesting thing is that because of how because of how in your face and loud and aggressive heavy metal is, it's very very hard for it ever to be a secondary genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen it be a primary genre. You know, look at new metal. Um, new metal that came in the early nineties is the fusion of unorthodox genres with metal, rap, funk. Hip hop. I mean, we did our new metal reel. We got we got a bit of hate for suggesting Rage Against the Machine were a new metal band, but you know, I'll stand by it. Yep. They fused rap, funk, and slap bass with metal in the early nineties. It's new metal, um, anyway. But new metal did that. It made metal the primary genre, and then took some, something secondary to to make it different. And here, it's almost the opposite. Yeah, they've taken that indie pop approach. And then they've added metal as the secondary genre, which I think is brilliant because how often do we see this? That's you know, really clever. I mean, that is a that is an amazing point, an amazing observation. We've uh, seen yeah. bands like Bring Me the Horizon, especially in recent weeks, months and years, release songs that have a poppy side, Lost. It was a heavy song with metal instruments, with pop melodies, keyboards and sort of pop sound effects. But the bass was still in heavy metal. Whereas yeah. this has been flipped on its head. I think it's just brilliant. Such a cleverly written album. Um, do you have any final points? No, I just think I loved it, you guys. I, what was your favourite song? I think... Oh, I have, a, I have a few. I love The Summoning. I loved Granite. I lo- I just love this sort of conversational, rappy vocals that yeah. he did. It was beautiful. And um, I I loved Aquaregia. Yeah. What about you? So Take Me Back to Eden, I think is my favourite. Followed by The Summoning. And for me, Are You Really Okay was just stunning. I mean, I it was, when you, when you listen to the words, it's obviously, you know, the, 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 the meaning is in the title. He's talking to a friend who might have tried to uh, commit suicide or is depressed or something. And he's asking, are you really okay? And the lyrics are just so emotional. And the music behind it is just gorgeous. But the, the, I liked more than I didn't like. I thought Rain was lovely as well. Yeah. Um, Chokehold, I did not like it when it came out, but the more I listened to it on the, as a part of the album, the more I think it's really good. Um, but just to sum up and find and sort of finish, I think my, one of my takeaways from this album is that being heavy metal fans, we are a group of people, we are a community who struggle in showing the rest of the world what we love because the rest of the world don't like what we love they don't like screaming they don't like fast guitar solos they don't like music about the devil and all that stuff so i really struggle to be able to show music to my friends and family that don't like metal and say have a look at this do you can you see why i'm loving this but this album could be the bridge to gap those conversations i would put this on in a car with my friends and family now because what's for them not to like fine the heavy screaming part at the end of take me back to eden i wouldn't put the summoning on but because they probably wouldn't like that but what's for them not to like rain what is not to like about chokehold especially if they're consuming the standard mainstream pop music that's going on nowadays because as we've said earlier in the video it sounds just like it his voice sounds like it the electronic keyboard production techniques sound like it it's just with those heavy tones throughout, it becomes um, a different monster entirely. Yeah, I think it's really important that bands release these kind of albums these days. It shows that they're they're ready to create, they're ready to sh- just share it with the world, they're ready to do what they want to do. And I think this is just so, it's inspiring to me because for years I've sort of, 
I've been struggling with uh, like songwriting and trying to write just heavy music or just this and the other, but this album showed me that actually you can write whatever you want, you can listen to whatever you want and music can be just so varied. I think the closest we got to pop music in heavy metal was maybe the 1980s where glam metal kind of, you know, yeah. we did already did a video on is glam metal just hard rock in disguise. Um, and that was the kind of metal that I thought appealed most to, to a generic mainstream audience. But now, you know, 40 years later, are we seeing a new breed of heavy metal that could actually bridge the gap between heavy metal and mainstream pop music? And my answer is, I think, yes, I think we are. Thank you for watching this video, you guys. I hope you really enjoyed it. Please don't forget to give us a like, a share, and subscribe to our channel for new videos. That's right. And if you guys have listened to the album, then let us know in the comments what you think. Online this week, especially since the release of the album, we've seen a huge variety of opinion. We've seen some people saying metal album of the year, and we've seen some people saying you shouldn't use the words heavy metal with this album at all. Um, so let us know where you sit in that spectrum and let us know in the comments. Thanks for joining us and have a metal day. Have a lovely day. We'll see you very soon.